Welcome to Season 4, Episode 20 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season that uh, we joke, insert here, uh, you guys know it better than me. Uh, today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 20 of Fringe, Worlds Apart. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hello, I'm David. I really thought you were going to introduce yourself differently, Charlie. I thought you were going to introduce yourself as homeowner. Oh, yes. Sorry. I am homeowner Charlie. As <laughs> having found out, I think about 12 minutes ago, my girlfriend and I just bought a house. Yay! After months of looking and getting depressed at the Ontario housing market, we did it. Congratulations. Welcome, Welcome we to a- massive debt, but also owning something that's way more than either of David or I can own, like currently own. Congratulations. Honestly, I think it's only like massive debt for a year and then we can sell and make a profit. Less than a year, dude. Yeah. The way the market's looking. <laughs> you could probably yeah, sell it in a month. <laughs> it's it's scary. It's fucking garbage is what it is. Uh, I'll it, move back to the KW region in five years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I've been up to recently. Is buying a house. Didn't you have a story you wanted to share as well? I did have a story. Um, so this past Friday was my work's Christmas party. So I uh, got a hotel room because I was going to drink a lot. Uh, drove all the way down to Mississauga. Got to the office. Drank a fair amount. Uh, and then at one point they hung. So our office is in a building that has four offices so two on the ground floor two on the upper floor so we rent out one of the spaces and in the lobby there's there's like a a foyer area so there's stairs going up and two kind of balcony areas and they hung a pinata off one of the balcony areas and i went that's far too high to hit and they went no look you can do it we don't have a stick so you jump up and like headbutt it uh so someone did it before me and i was like cool yeah that's totally doable and i did it and then i kept going and I ran into the wall. Uh, and when I got up, um, if you uh, <laughs> divert your attention to the Discord, uh, my pinky wasn't quite, quite in the right spot. Oh, no. <laughs> so, How did you I, manage hey, look, this? Hey, Charlie, that, looks like my, you're, that, that doesn't look like you're pinky. in a hotel. <laughs> it looks like I'm in a hospital in Mississauga because I dislocated <laughs> my pinky. <laughs> Uh, at least you only dislocated it. Uh. Yeah, they took they took X-rays, so I have it I have it taped up right now. Oh that, my god! The, those photos are I think about hour two and a half into my wait at the hospital, uh, so it had swollen up a considerable amount. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Thankfully, the worst pain I felt was the uh, emergency doctor injecting it with numbing agent before putting it back in that needle hurt like a bitch uh i didn't feel him pop it back in which was amazing (laughs) and then he popped it back in and i kind of flexed my pinky and on the uh inflex like at the top of it you know how my joints are naturally like fucked in that my fingers curl up Mm. when i point them straight my pinky did that but more and he was like oh you must have destroyed those tendons yeah we're really gonna need to tape this up (laughs) so yeah (laughs) that was my holiday christmas experience for my work 
Charlie, what is wrong with your body? Like, <laughs> to so, be fair, it was quite the violent collision with the wall. I scraped up part of my face, and I did dent the drywall. Nice, <laughs> nice, well done. Because everyone was like, "Shit, dude, do you have a concussion? You hit your head really hard." I was like, "No, my head is fine. Like, I have no headache. I have none of that. My finger is fucked." <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you, Charlie. I'm <laughs> That is I an was, interesting injury. I was reassured by everyone, though, not the worst injury that's happened at a work event and won't be the last. Excellent. Take that as you will. Excellent. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, great. <laughs> Sorry, just as well, that like final like sort of bit of a like story that you're telling there just very much reminds me of, I think it was my bronze cross exam. Um, another one of the people there had a medical emergency, uh, in the pool while the exam was happening, um, which, like, freaked out the examiners, uh, obviously, and all the students, uh, like, and all of the, like, people there to, like, take the exam, uh, but immediately following that, one of the examiners, um, like, points at me and goes, oh my god, his ribs are broken, and you guys have seen how my ribs are, like, kind of, like, fucked and, like, flex out a little bit? No. No. Oh, no, that's, like... We don't spend a lot of time around you with your shirt off. I uh, you guys I have seen me at the you guys have seen me at the beach and things like that. Um, I honestly don't have a single memory of you shirtless. I nice. have one, and we and live were, together. <laughs> I have one, and you were running through the rain. Ah, uh, that oh, was a fun was time. That? I remember that now. That was a I fun don't time. Remember any weird thing about your ribs though? Yeah. Uh, they poke out. The bottoms of my ribs are like kind of like pointed and poke out. My rib cage is fucked. Um, what is that's... wrong with your two bodies? What the fuck, <laughs> David? Your elbows look like they dislocate when you stretch. That's just double jointedness. That's nothing. Like, you ribs choke. are apparently broken. Your joints are fucked. You choke regularly. Yeah, but that's because I'm bad at eating. <laughs> that's not something to do with my body. You but, also but... walk bad. That, again, not something to do with my body. That's just my <laughs> fault. <laughs> but but anyways, to get to to finish off the story there, Charlie, I'm assuming that they, when they went when you did that and looked extra fucked, you're like, oh, don't worry, it does do that, but normally not that much. Um, oh yeah, no, my... <laughs> no, no, no. I looked at it and went, I think that's a problem. <laughs> And they were like, you need ah. to sit down. Let's get, like, wipe these wounds on your head off. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. My pinky is dislocated. Um, in my case, I just went, I, I just, like, looked down, went, nope, those are how my ribs are normally. And that was the most embarrassed I've seen a person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then have to deal with me and, like, ex like act as my examiner for the next two hours. <laughs> are you sure it's not a... <laughs> Can I can I talk about your your master's thing with the the chairperson? Uh oh, that was funny. Um, like yeah, that's that's fine. Just that's, don't, just don't that's use names. Not, that's not more embarrassing. Is someone who has accused you of cheating now leading a discussion on should you get a master's? Ah, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that part, at least it occurred online, um, and I don't think she actually remembered the accusing me of cheating. I think that's only on my side. Uh, I could be wrong, because the important thing, Charlie, and, like, I, I think, have we told the story before? Anyways, basically just, like, yeah, no, one of one of the courses I did in my undergrad, I had this prop as the uh, uh, teacher took my uh, name and the name of the person in front of me um, at the end of, like, a midterm uh, to what I can only assume was compare our answers and see if I was cheating off of them. 
when they didn't see anything conclusive on the final, they then pulled me aside and put me at the front of the room by myself so that they could watch me. Um, and I, like, aced that final and did incredibly well in their course, and it was, like, a sort of big fuck you and didn't particularly like the prof after that for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> they went, he must be cheating, and then saw it and went, nah, he's just a freak. <laughs> to be fair, I, I had... I, I had a like my face had stitches in it and I was I had a like gnarly beard at the time of that midterm. Oh, is so this like after you got hit by a car. Oh yeah, that was after I got hit by a car. Okay. That entire semester is just insane. <laughs> that uh, was a rough semester <laughs> for you. It wasn't even a rough semester. Was the weird thing that was I think the highest grades I've ever had in a semester. You uh, get hit by cars more often. <laughs> Well, he's done now. He I'm done need, now. I don't need to worry about that. But now it gets him, like, a dream job. Wait till the doctorate, and then you should go start walking into traffic <laughs> Actually, again. Wait, no, Nick, you can't get major injuries. No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> we like who you're dating right now. <laughs> oh. What a what a beautiful and what we hope is just a coincidental thing. Uh, sure. <laughs> what that every time you get a major injury, you enter into a long term relationship. Uh, I didn't. I wouldn't say I had a major injury before uh, dating my current partner. Um, well, no, because she's the exception, which is why it's it's better. It's healthier. I see. <laughs> it's because you weren't injured going into it. I, on the other hand, I did. I did break like break a little part of my arm leaving the previous relationship we broke up within a month of that happening uh so that 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 relationship was bookended by injuries it was great just just take better care of yourself and maybe the witch who cursed you won't get her vengeance (laughs) she already did she broke up with him (laughs) no there is the vengeance is definitely not from that one uh (laughs) All right. Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, work, and that's pretty much it. All right. Top buying a house Whoa, and dislocating wait. your finger, motherfucker. Oh, I also went out to the East Coast. It was super fun. I got to do a bunch of stuff that, um, uh, yep, yeah, it was really cool. I got to meet a bunch of animals. Um, end nice. of that story. And see your girlfriend, <laughs> I guess, but whatever. Yes, that part was very nice as well. Um, Did you see my owl? Uh, yeah. No, they got released. What? I thought they were going to be a teaching owl. No, that's a good thing. That's a good that's, thing. That's you want them to thing. get released. That's a good I thing. I wanted no. to go visit my owl. Charlie, <laughs> the, the other owl, the one that you got to send a photo of, they had to have one of their two wings amputated, and they're going to be around forever. Uh, no, that's that's my owl. But the it one I have initi- name. <laughs> no, it, I thought it did. Uh, no, the original, the, the, the original the... owl I tried to name already got a name, and then your girlfriend stepped forward when they got the amputee owl. And went, this is his name. Uh, I believe it was actually the opposite way. The one that you um, wanted to, like, that you got the name for, they they did end up releasing that one. And the other one is still around. Yeah, the one that's still around has my name. I talked to your girlfriend about this. Okay. Um, wrong. He's there forever. Okay. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> <gasps> I, have, I have no context for this. Oh, look at that cat. <laughs> I have and no then, context for this. Um, and also the animal behind Dick's girlfriend. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. I'm um, sorry. Is, is the photo that I sent slightly doing that? It's a very cute cat. Um, it is. <laughs> where, 
episode yes mm-hmm. okay we've TV done guide. our what have we yep. been up to TV I'll, I'll, I'll get i'll get into the tv guide now apologies so the tv guide for this episode reads the fringe teams from both worlds are united by a common cause new developments are linked to the children from the cortexafan experiments why didn't they say cortexafan trials it's been called that in everything anyways nope. that's cortexafan experiments i hate it it's a really um, good tv guide it, yeah. yeah it gets the job done this was also a good episode, which is David. Aren't you shocking? Aren't, aren't you sad to know that this entire story arc is about to disappear? Oh, and it's going to lead into the observer master race. Yeah, get replaced with advanced white men. Oh my god! But we don't have to talk about that right now because we got a good episode uh, to watch. I was thinking about this the other day about the Observer Master Race, and I'm like, they didn't have to commit to everyone being bald. Like that could have just been their science division. Like they could have just had more regular looking people and more like diverse. Like they could have done it. They chose for that. Skinhead is objectively the more advanced hairstyle. I mean, they could have female skinheads, like... Uh, no, the had, uh, the was, future, canonically, in JJ's show, shows that the future is not female. <laughs> I, was having, I was having a fun fun discussion today with my, uh, with my roommate, and we got on the, con- on the uh, topic of uh, chromosomes and how the Y chromosome is, like slowly, like, deteriorating in a bunch of species, and they're, like, like a bunch of species are starting to move, like, um, sex markers off of it because it's like terrible and JJ's going the opposite way and going full <laughs> Y chromosome JJ's a visionary man don't don't doubt him oh lord <laughs> why have one Y chromosome when you can have two of them oh no <laughs> why, why only stop at two chromosomes why not five mm-hmm. anyways Fringe. You know that you know that cats have fewer chromosomes than us. <laughs> cool. Anyways, um, fringe. You know this dogs episode. have more chromosomes than us. Charlie. All right. This, is, this has been this has been fun animal facts with Charlie. Now David and David and Nick will talk about fringe. Did we you know j- that a giraffe's relaxed neck po- neck position is upright? It strains their neck muscles to bend it down. We jump into fringe. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people running around. Is like giraffes pretty... with their necks down. Yeah. Are, Wait, are you not sure? I'm pretty yet? sure that this is just Walter looking at the oh, machine. Oh, fuck, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's Walter <laughs> looking at the machine. He's all dressed up because uh, it's clearly that they're crossing over um, because we know the machine's in the location of the bridge. Um, Peter comes up to him and is like, hey, you're wearing a tie. You they go all dressed up. And he goes to, like, fix his coat jacket and his tie. And Walter's like, no, I thought it was necessary for the gravity of the discussion we're having. And we, they... we, get, we get a meeting between the two sides again. And everyone's yep. mostly cool. <laughs> everyone's mostly cool. We have both versions of all our main players that are still alive. Uh, we, we, like... don't, we don't discuss why there's only one Broyles here now. Um... <laughs> we don't discuss the filthy traitor. <laughs> um... And Walter starts essentially giving his uh, theories for what he thinks David Robert Jones is doing, what his objective is, and how he's doing it, essentially. It boils down to David Robert Jones having a god complex, and he wants to destroy both universes in order to make a new one. 
because of some humble jumble magic tech something singularity create a new universe or something and that he'll use the people left over from his experiments to repopulate the world which is all kinds of fucked <laughs> yep it's yeah david david basically covered it there um we we have a little bit of discussion of like is this real and eventually walternet settles the discussion in terms of like hey we should probably just consider well, this this threat <laughs> you missed the part with of walter explaining how he came up with the theory and that's i had a dream <laughs> and Broyles is like you had a dream like yes i've my heard sub- this i've heard this speech before <laughs> continue <laughs> he's like my subconscious was working on it well my conscious mind wasn't and then i woke up and i knew the answer and then everyone's rightfully a little skeptical and then walter it's like all right if there's anything i've learned from all of this is that anything can and will happen so we should at least plan as if this is what david robert jones's plan is and it seems pretty likely that David Robert Jones wants to destroy the universes. Um, that's kind of what we should focus on here. What his plan is following that doesn't really matter to us, considering we just don't want that first part to occur. <laughs> considering if we don't stop the first part, there's no way in hell we can stop the second part. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, aren't the stakes in this episode completely pointless because of last episode? Like, because we know they win... And then the observers invade, right? Do do they, well, David? Or is that just another timeline? Yeah, I think the important thing is just how many different timelines are we going to have here, David? Uh, uh, it's just nonsense. <laughs> if this, okay, if, if this season ends with the universe being destroyed and a new universe being created with David Robert Jones as the leader, and then the observers invade and take over and kill David Robert Jones, I will accept that. <laughs> You yes, will be so will be down, for down for the that. sort of thing that TV is not brave enough to pull off, which is the <laughs> villain completely wins. We got a touch of it with uh, Avengers. We had a whole movie. I, I, TV's still not brave enough to do that. Like, <laughs> Dude, uh, what I will say, um, fucking the magicians did a very good job at making sure that the bad guys won a fair amount, and holy fuck, that show hurt. Uh, that, show, that show was fucking painful to watch uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're right David um, 2010 like trying to be like sort of happy go lucky sort of show I know it's not really but it's kind of that um, yep the, the villain's gonna win at the end of season 4 I believe it uh, listen if, if they do I will accept anything season 5 is <laughs> <laughs> Are you, this is a bold Bold is... claim to make. <laughs> Anyways, I let's happily watch all of season five if the villains win at the end of season four. But hey, for the villains it. to win, we have to know how they're going to do it, which is what Peter's concerned about. Is yeah, you can make universes collide, like theoretically, universes can collide, and yeah, we should be concerned about that. But how is Jones going to do that? And, we're and why does it me- involve all of the amphilocyte in the world? <laughs> And we're immediately answered that question with a whole bunch of Cortexafan people standing in random spots in the world. And we know they're Cortexafan people because, hey, look, that's Nick Lane. He's Ooh. back. For, he's back for this cameo. Yep. Uh, and they just, they just kind of sit and stand in the middle of wherever they are, which happens to be a lake in Nepal. 
uh, in the middle of a bridge th- in Sydney. Yeah, uh, and, random building and, in China, uh, in Manhattan, then, and they all have watches that are synchronized, and then they just kind of like focus up, I guess, and veins on their foreheads pop out, and then earthquakes start. Yep. Yeah. And we know it's Kurtaxafran. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky. But yeah. Um. No. It's super. That cool. is our lukewarm opening. I I enjoyed this opening. Um, I liked the, I I liked the opening for like all the like the, it was a very exciting opening. I will say it's with it's all a the good... people running around looking at the timers. Like and yeah, we get it's... like Nick Lane being back as well. Um, is yeah. like you once get... again them going, hey, because Peter wasn't here, a bunch of things are different. Uh, well, you get you get the moment one. you get the moment if you are a hardcore fringe viewer and have somehow remembered back to season two season two and three i think uh you get to go hey is that nick lane or more accurately hey is that reverse empath guy (laughs) and then shit starts happening and you're like what the fuck is happening i thought the green veins in their foreheads were a nice touch just like (laughs) further emphasize yes these people did it with their powers (laughs) yes um i also well come on nick lane he's got the number two scar uh, it's not very noticeable, I thought, in this episode. It was way more uh, noticeable oh, in previous episodes. It's super noticeable later on in the episode when they want you to know for sure it's Nick Lane. Uh, <laughs> they put on the makeup harder. You think? Well, in this they intro, got a note it's supposed from a to producer. Be... In the intro, I don't think it's actually visible because he's got a hood on. But like, oh man, it's super visible in like the interrogation room later when we get there. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so uh, we cut. That's our cold open. We cut back um, to the team in mid discussion for their like theories. Um, both Olivia's get um, phone calls. Essentially, they both go Dunham, Dunham, blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> Dunham, Dunham, Dunham. Peter goes uh, to talk to Walter it. for a bit. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> and and Walter's like, man, Walter and it left like right away. He can't even stand to be in the same room as me. And it's like, yeah, you did steal his son and then you're to kill him in an accident. So, like, whatever. Uh, well, Walter has the, the sort of feeling that I feel like most of our D&D characters have when we try and do a good deed, but it is inevitably terrible. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My guy only does good stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> the several traumatized children would, <laughs> would like to object. <laughs> they they uh, would yeah, like we... to but can they no they're dead now <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, um, but yeah we learned that um, there were synchronized earthquakes and that is what everyone is all uppity about and they're occurring in both universes which is why ooh, everyone was getting alerts about it scary <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah we get a little bit more exposition about them uh, we learned that they are like pretty strong earthquakes as well those those are not the sort of ones that you know you're supposed to get in non-fault line locations yes um, i think that's mostly the problem is that they're happening where they really shouldn't be occurring and they're all simultaneous that's that's concerning within itself and in a fun thing to try and explain as well there's a lot of concerning things that depending on the amount that you know um get more and more concerning <laughs> 
Um, so everyone's very concerned about the concerning concerns that are occurring. <laughs> yes, of course. Everything is very concerning. But some uh, people have concerns that they're being overly concerned and that they really <laughs> just need to tone it back a bit. Um, and yeah, we get uh, both sides sort of dealing with it. We get uh, Lincoln with Agent Farnsworth and their, their side discussing a little bit of background. And then we cut over to back into the lab where we have um, the team that we all know and love without a Lincoln um, discussing things. Ah, yeah, so the team we all know and love. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Lincoln. F- finally complete again. <laughs> the demerit that was Lincoln is gone. <laughs> They're back up uh, to 100% operational status, one man down. Uh, yeah, discussing uh, what was going on, and we have uh, Walter finally kind of coming out of what well, once again everyone thinks is like oh yeah he's just thinking real hard but no he's he's doing things um and in this case he is doing the same thing that we learned from last episode i'm referring to the last episode that actually mattered episode um, 18 <laughs> exactly wait the episode, um, the last episode that mattered oh god uh probably <laughs> 13 14 <laughs> before that ah. no nah, the, last, the last episode was a fun episode david um, uh. That, that like episode 18 was a fun episode as well uh but yeah where we learn that the two universes are at um different frequencies that they resonate at um and walter's once again figuring out what's going on with this and he has some of the uh objects from around the earthquake in manhattan and they are resonating at an entirely different frequency now um and that's also probably something that should be concerning uh so like Will universes break, or will just, like, the Earth blow up? Because then the source of the resonance is gone. Um, well, from it's... what they explained, it, everything will explode and cause a new singularity, I think, was the science explanation, right? Yeah, it's, it, it, this this going to be a, a big, like, gravitational fucky. Uh, and... Okay, but how big can that black hole possibly be? Because we have also, a supermassive one at the center of our galaxy. Can we can we go back to where Nick said it's going to be a huge fucky? I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh-oh, that's a major fucky-wucky. Oh. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Back over to the alternate universe, and we'll look at Lincoln doing things, but this time Nick Lane's coming in. Speaking of fucky-wuckies... <laughs> Um, oh no <laughs> but yeah we have uh we have nick lane from the alternate universe who um looks way more normal um like just just he's just an average dude no number two scar no ability to you know make people feel happy and sad he he's just there <laughs> he doesn't even yeah. have the ability to make himself feel happy or sad uh, <laughs> he probably in fact this one probably went to therapy and has gotten like medication we Is that help. why he goes by Niklaus Lane? <laughs> Does he go by Niklaus? That that's his name in this is Niklaus Lane. Oh my god. I hate it. <laughs> I uh, absolutely hate it. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has some interesting information, uh, which is basically, yeah, I definitely felt like I was at the uh at the scene of one of the these earthquakes when it well, was happening. I had um, a vision essentially that an earthquake was happening and then I turned the news and hey an earthquake happened but I knew before I saw the news so what the fuck's going on about that 
Um, and he explained something like how Lincoln's the only fringe agent he knows, which I didn't really understand. What What are they well, talking about there? Well, yeah, Lincoln. They um they, they we get the background for this. Um, Lincoln is um like they grew up in the same area, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Lincoln dated uh, Nick Lane's sister, um, and Nick Lane was like a couple years below him. Um, right, but this is alternate alternate universe Nick Lane, and this is our universe. Yeah, he's <laughs> oh, getting yeah, no, no, no. He's, he's getting them he, confused. Okay, well, okay. Well, yeah, he and I don't think he read the obituary. I don't think he knows that. Yeah, um, which is actually Lincoln yeah, is dead. That's more confusing because they killed off Lincoln. They they killed off this Lincoln. So wait, um, did, do you, so, did they just not tell anyone that Alter Universe Lincoln died? So like, did, I, I feel did our I'm Lincoln pretty, just assume, like, assume well, no, his identity? They had, they had a funeral, so like yeah. it was definitely known. But I'm assuming that Nick Lane is not like close enough friends. Um, with, He's close but, enough to get a meeting with a fucking like high up federal agent. And eh, don't like, worry about that part. But um, surely, he, surely also like they're it's. Said that Fringe Division is like minor or potentially major celebrities. Surely, Lincoln, Agent Lincoln Lee dying in Red Universe is a huge event. Oh, like the man yeah. tasked with leading Fringe Division, keeping you all safe, is Listen, dead. I just, I just like, I, I really like, like, I, I disagree with the shitting on the scene mainly because I really like the awkwardness of Lincoln having to go. Oh right, yes, I remember that. I'm gonna yes, get past this because this is gonna it, be way too awkward. It, does, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, nah, Lincoln's Lincoln's fully on board and is like, all right, we. I just want to get to the point right now. Um, I don't want to go through like the like, oh shit, you're not the right one. I'm gonna leave now. Uh, L- Lincoln's just here for the information. It's just once again an example of the fringe writers not giving a shit about continuity <laughs> anymore, just to do cool things. <laughs> I th- uh, nah, I think I think it's fully believable and absolute. We discussed how this would not be believable. Nah. <laughs> It makes zero sense. And also he doesn't show up and be like, hey, why are you wearing those nerd glasses? Like <laughs> And why are you in a suit? You always wear a leather jacket and combat boots. Like <laughs> it just makes zero sense. Like all you have to do is have a walk in and be like, hey, didn't I hear that you died? And it's it's done. And just or have just, look at be like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, funny story about that. But you had something about the fucking earthquakes? Uh, but yeah. Um, anyways. Because no uh, response look, to this. Uh, well, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm good to move on at this point. I have my thoughts. Because we're correct. Good job, no. Charlie. <laughs> I just don't want to argue this for five minutes. Because uh, we're correct. <laughs> uh, David, um, I will not accept this bait. Uh, <laughs> Just, just so that you know what's what's going on in my head right now. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, we basically look. Um, the Nick Lanes are connected, and they saw the same sort of event here. Um, and on the other side, we're s- sort of getting a little bit more info as well as they take a look at some cell fr- cell phone camera footage. Um, and Olivia is able to spot out that, yep, that's a that's a Cortexafan uh, trial participant from my old universe. So um, I guess David Robert Jones has found out about that and um, is testing on the rest of them now. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we get a little bit more um, back and forth. We get a call with um, between Lincoln and Olivia. 
uh, about the info about Nick Lane and Olivia going, oh damn, uh, Jones is using Cortexfan trial participants for I guess this is an amphilocyte this time, despite all of the hype about that all of the time. It, it, oh, <laughs> so annoyed. Don't worry, they, David. I'm I'm sure amphilocyte will come in later. They made how only Olivia developed powers that pertain to the other universes, and it's what whatever, whatever. <sighs> I I guess you can argue they hinted at this when she needed other Cortexafan students or experiments, not students, uh, other Cortexafan kids to travel over initially. But that seemed more to be about accessing the psychic Cortexafan energy in them. I don't, I don't know how Cortexafan works in relation to Olivia's powers. <laughs> it doesn't. Really it makes no sense. They didn't explain it properly. It's fine. How's, how's this for a twist? Olivia's powers aren't related to Cortexafan. That was that was P, that was Walter and William Bell's attempts at recreating her abilities, and they created Cortexafan. That's why it boosts her powers. Wow! Look, I wrote a much better fucking storyline. I would even accept she's just a mutant. Just, just, <laughs> just hey, we found she has this weird gene. We're gonna call it the X gene. Uh, oh no, uh, David! It's it's your favorite part though. As we move on to the next scene. Drawing shit on maps. Yay! Can't believe it's come back again for another season finale. Like, once again, here we are at the map with the marker. Let's just do it again because it was so well received in the previous seasons. <laughs> Let's oh. mark out where all the earthquakes happened. And Walter goes, oh my god. Jones must be the smartest man other than me. <laughs> well, like, they, they don't actually get anything out of all of the mapping here. It's just like, yep, here's where they all are. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for them to draw a big circle or some shape. Thank fuck and they did. Look, all uh, the circles overlap on Liberty Island. <laughs> I was really hoping Lincoln or Peter would come in and they would draw on it to, like, make a shape. And then just Olivia or Walter would be like, what are you doing? That's nothing. Why are you drawing these circles of different sizes? Um <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh we continue to hear about uh how concerning all of these earthquakes are. Uh and um Folivia and uh Nicklaus Lane uh make their way over into our world. Uh or into Blue Universe, which whichever you want to say. And uh come in so that we can hook up uh Nick Lane to our Olivia and try and like see through his mind where their Nick Lane is because they don't have the big brother government surveillance that the other universe does. No, um, but they, they have to use Olivia instead. No, but they have psychic uh, fucking um, big brother. That's all that matters. But they have the ghost network. <laughs> Why don't they use the ghost network to talk between universes? I feel like you could, um, I feel like you could bullshit something where it's like, oh, we've devised instant communication across universes using the ghost network. Listen, the ghost network never exists. It never existed in the first place. That was all a fever dream. Frequency outside the known frequency. <laughs> Rest in peace, the ghost network. 
gone but never forgotten by four staff no <laughs> never staff, ever forgotten. also known as the ghost network that's what the podcast should have been called <laughs> welcome to four staff season all right shit are we doing season two or what are we what are we calling the next show season six yeah, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out welcome to four staff season six the ghost network <laughs> We just talk about the Ghost Network episode for twenty episodes. We we rewatch Fringe and all the different ways the Ghost Network could be inserted into each episode. That's some worst idea of all time shit, my dude. And, uh, Nick, do you know about the worst idea of all time podcast? No. It's a uh, two dudes from New Zealand. They started a podcast where they uh, the first season they watch. Every week they watch Grown Ups 2 and they talked about it. They did it for like about two years. Mm. <laughs> Just the same. And they're like, okay, guys, we're moving on from Grown Ups 2. We're going to do Sex in the City 2 instead. Oh, no. <laughs> they did that for another year. It was very good. Oh. That's horrible. Some Anyways. of the later watches are fever dreams. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> fringe yeah go go for it all right (laughs) thank you david um uh yeah we have nick lane hooked up um as as sorry that this is a beautiful thing that fringepedia has uh um we have uh, olivia she takes a reclined seat behind nicklaus dons a few electrodes attached to lane and is ready Countdown. Three, two, one. LSD. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, they also give him LSD, which is nice. And yeah, Nick Lane's able to see into the mind of Blue Universe Nick Lane, and they are able to track him down through psychic powers. Uh, unfortunately, they are unable to stop him before the spooky earthquakes happen everywhere, um, but they do bring him in. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Way to go. Um, um, so they capture Nick Lane, and then they decide to like try to interrogate him. But even though they've captured him, like the uh, earthquakes are still going on. So like obviously, like just catching one of them isn't enough. The regular fringe team isn't able to get anything out of Nick Lane. So Olivia's like, eventually, oh, can I talk to him? We've like had a connection when we we're younger. I might have a better chance. Or like, all right, go for it. And she starts to talk to him, and she's like, hey, I don't know if you remember yet. And he's like, Olive, wow. <laughs> it's great to see you. I think about you all the time. Especially at night. I mean, that's implied. <laughs> uh, and- but yeah, we, we get that um, all the Cortexafan like, kids, um, I guess, have remembered the, the old universe now. Uh, and that's what's going on here. Uh, as Jones has, I guess, confused them. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's misled them, essentially, because it becomes... Uh, it seems like he's told them that the war that they were sort of trained for from the ZFT days, wow, what a callback, um, <laughs> is happening at the alternate universe and the current universe is at war, so you need to basically go around, cause all these earthquakes, and destroy the other universe. Um because Fringe Team also comes to the conclusion that they can stop all of this by turning off the bridge as well, which would separate the universes, but would also stop all the healing that's happening in the Red Universe. So, not good I'm for like, them. They're healed enough, right? 
I mean, we. So the thing is, is I'm not sure if, like, it says it would stop their healing, but would would it also cause like the rifts to reopen and stuff, or would those just remain stabilized at this point? They're pretending that it's not going to do anything bad. It's just going to stop it, um, and they're going to be at where they currently are. Um, that is that is what our universe and the other universe are going to like, you know. Pr- pretend is what's going to happen uh whether that actually happens who knows but you know the good news is from our side that's that's what our best estimate is and we're never gonna know whether we're right or not uh fair enough yeah <laughs> so uh they talked to nick lane nick lane eventually his like okay yeah no uh sure i'll help you i guess um because olivia's like hey you've been lied to like we're working with the other universe. We're allies in this. Like, there is no war. David Robert Jones lied to you and he's going to destroy the universe, both universes. And Nick Lane's like, all right, sure. Yeah, here's the location of David Robert Jones. Go to this, this location. A, Bring this me there. This isn't a trap, I swear. Let's all uh, go also, together. <laughs> also, Unarmed. We, also, at the same time, the uh, stopwatches have turned back on and are starting to go again. Ooh. Uh, they also confiscate a stopwatch. <laughs> yes. And they're like, hey, what is this weird fucking watch? I'm like, oh, it's probably counting down to the fringe events because that makes sense. They go down to like an abandoned warehouse in some kind of warehouse district or some shit. Um, and all the fringe team goes in, leaving Nick Lane in one of the cars with a uh, FBI minder. They all forgot that Nick Lane has superpowers, I guess. <laughs> Nick Lane is in fact an empath and does start using that to murder a guy. Um, but is it really murder if he just convinced him to do, to commit the suicide? Yes, literally uh. that is that is literally a crime. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> um, what would you charge him with? Murder. It's just just, just but, murder. Can you? I guess you would convincing have to someone to in- kill themselves is murder <laughs> by law. Yeah, all right. Charlie, like, emo- emotional abuse <laughs> emotional abuse does exist, Charlie, and there's a reason why when it goes to extremes you can charge people with more than just emotional abuse. No, it doesn't, uh, you stupid idiot. Uh, stupid woke libs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're ruining all the creativity. Comedy can't be comedy anymore. <laughs> Who are you, Jerry oh. Seinfeld? <laughs> Why or can't Tim we all, Allen. Why can't we all have conservative viewpoints again? <laughs> the lib media is out to get me. I'm Tim Allen. Things no. were better in the 1950s before that nasty civil rights. <laughs> <sighs> all right, Nick. What happens Concerning. next? <laughs> Concerning. <laughs> uh, Nick murders a dude. Uh- <laughs> Oh, sorry, but literally whenever anyone talks about, oh, things were better in, like, the 70s, 60s, and 50s, I instantly go to, you're talking about when, like, colored people didn't have rights. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, maybe Uh, for you it was better. (laughs) All right, anyways, warehouse, empty, Nick Lane, murders a guy and leaves. (laughs) Is that a Warehouse 13 reference? Is that the next show you're going to do? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, it's almost non- like magic. I'm the, I'm the non-existent audience. <laughs> almost like magic. Man, that's a real round-looking table. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Kevin Sorbo for 20 minutes, please. <laughs> <laughs>
Just getting real obvious with it there, Charlie. <laughs> We're still so far away from the next show, guys. We and we have to have... make it and we have to make it through season five before that can even happen. Season five to do. <laughs> um anyways, um Nick Lane lied to them. Um there is in fact no one at that location. Um and he escaped like there's no David Robert Jones at that location and they escape. Uh, and he escapes. <laughs> Well, I think it's really funny because they enter the warehouse as well and they hear this huge whirring noise. They're like, do you think that's the infilocyte generator to make a shield? They're like, well, we can only find out. And they track it down as just a fucking air conditioning unit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, they uh, head back to uh, the bridge and we now have our ticking clock of how long until the next uh, next set of earthquakes is going to happen. 47 uh, this, minutes Ooh. and these ones we've been assured are going to be the last ones uh, because <gasps> dun, dun, that's dun, dun, what dun. david robert jones to- told nick lane uh, so now we're they they've decided in before that 47 minute timer is up they're gonna shut off the machine gasp by Ugh. overloading it They're making the decision and there are just some sad conversation between the walters about how they thought the machine could send Peter back to his timeline, which again, we've already identified is not what happened. There is no third timeline. Peter wasn't supposed to... Ugh. Anyways. Technically, there Um, is a third timeline. It's the one that Peter slash experiences when he first got in the machine. Dude, I'd be so fucking down if they made season five about that bullshit instead. (laughs) I'd be down for season five to be anything but Master Race Observer. <laughs> like, of all decisions, I think that was the most incorrect choice they could have ever decided to go with. Uh, I look forward to in season five when we're giving episode ratings, we just each come up with a different thing that season five could have been. Um, like, literally every episode. <laughs> what What this episode should have been instead of what it is. Let's rewrite season five. Let's not. <laughs> script yeah. by script. Anyways, um, we and also have through, the balance. Through cameos, a... we could get them to act it out. No. <laughs> we don't have we that have kind of money. For that. <laughs> um, anyways, we also get our uh, the universes will remain in balance. Um, one person from not the right universe will stay on each side. Peter on the blue universe. Lincoln in the red universe. Because he is definitely going after this Olivia now that he knows that there's no chance with uh, Blue Universe Olivia. Does oh, Peter no. even fucking count? Because he's not from this timeline. He doesn't fucking count. <laughs> like he's not technically from either universe. Just do the proper cop out thing and swap the asteroids. God damn it! <laughs> or do the proper cop out thing and just give like give us Olivia as well. Like Lincoln chooses to stay, but they give us Olivia. <laughs> The universes will remain in balance. We swapped random homeless people we found in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) And thus peace is established. (laughs) But yeah, anyways, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Uh, Oh, look, it's done. (laughs) Machine, machine, go turn off. Go bye-bye. And yeah, end of episode. Everything worked out. There's that's end of the season. Series end of the season, right? Yes. <laughs> right. That's it. No more episodes. 
That's oh, it. Well, don't worry well, about Peter... don't worry about Brave New World Part One and Part Two. Uh... <laughs> Important to note: Peter did not get erased from the timelines. The machine wasn't the thing that was keeping him here, but we knew that already because September built a device to bring him back in here. Literally, like. So um... I don't know why that that's even a suggested plot point, other than you forgot about it. <laughs> Uh, and Walter being like, oh, I think I shall miss them more than I imagined. Who wrote this episode? <laughs> is it Akiva? Uh, it is Graham Roland wrote the story. Graham Roland, you're a hack. <laughs> oh. That's so fucking quick, dude. I, I, really, I really enjoy that our guest, ca- guest cast for this episode is David Call as Nick Lane and Nick Lane. <laughs> He wrote <laughs> He wrote 602 AM EST, which I thought was Oh that episode was That was a good was, episode. Sorry, I should That's I the should, Sam should... Weiss episode. <laughs> <laughs> I should read That's the Nothing that. Happened Sam Weiss episode. No, nothing happened Sam Weiss is the last Sam Weiss, isn't it? Oh sorry. That's the yeah. predecessor. Oh, he wrote uh Osmium as well. Oh, uh, Osmium was fine. Concentrate and ask again. Which is bone dust? That was a fine episode. Okay, so I should rephrase this. Entire fringe team in the later half of the season. Oh, wait. No, he wrote he wrote the abducted, which is Candyman. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he he had a mixed bag. Um anyways, episode ratings. Uh David. I actually like this. I, I actually oh. like this episode. Like as much as I was making fun of it, and how much I hate the writing choices they've made. Trying not to like, because I think my problem is I'm trying to look at it from the entire season's perspective and also compare it to all the writing previously. But just as a standalone episode for the content and for the greater scope of this season specifically, this was a very good episode especially compared to the slog we had to get here. <laughs> so I think I'm happy to give this like a 3.5. Yeah, I was going to give it around a round of four personally. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm and... just not, I'm just not down for the way Fringe is going in general is my that, problem. I, I understand David and <laughs> I, we apologize for having to uh, lift the curtain back about what season five is going to be. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's better that he knows so we can get this dreaded depression early. <sighs> like he he knows that like we have a, a pretty okay season finale two-parter coming up, but he knows it's for nothing. <laughs> I know it all leads to fucking <laughs> master <laughs> race observers with Peter and his daughter looking for Olivia. What he the knows fuck? it's all for naught. Oh god. Nonsense. <laughs> Um, Charlie, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'll go with a 3.5. This was, this is a fun episode. I, I shouldn't say fun. This is a good episode. Well-written drama. And because you know there's two episodes left, you're kind of hoping, are they going to get back in touch with the Red Universe? Or is this actually it? And then the next two are dealing with Jones. Like, there's a little bit of uncertainty that makes you want to watch the next two episodes. So that was nice. Yeah. Very fun. Um... We've forgotten some things. Give, give me that. Uh... Oh, right. Shit. I closed the oh, observers. Or... Oh, I've got them. All right. Charlie. Oh, I've no, got no, them no. Don't you. you steal my fucking bit. 
The Observer walks near Sally Clark on the shore of Sydney Harbor in New South Wales, one of Jones's planned seismic epicenters, and the glyphs spell out alive. But to whom is that referring? Ooh. Oh, and hey, guess what? We actually have a, uh, a next episode clue from the, the last episode. I don't believe it. Uh, so, uh, David, if you remember back to the last episode, which trust me, I don't want to either. Uh, you remember that club? <laughs> the club the, the, at the start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that club at the start. Um, it has a poster on it. Um, one of many posters there, uh, which says, uh, experience the epicenter club, um, which is a direct relation to the epicenter was the earthquakes that we experience at the start of the next episode. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. David, you sound almost upset. I don't know. Like, I'm not even disappointed in the next episode clues anymore because they've always been shit. So it only makes sense for them also to get more shit now that Fringe has gotten more shit. <laughs> I'm just shocked that there was one after the the last episode with, with that sort of. Think about it like this, David. They desecrated episode 19 last episode. Like, but they but they 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 made sure that there was going to be a next episode clue. They might have demolished what episode 19 was all about, but goddamn are we going to bring in a previously. <laughs> um yeah. Uh David has that mailbag looking. The dude, why do you even bother asking? Cuz it's fun. <laughs> the day we get an email in that mailbox, you'll all find out immediately. <laughs> I'm glad. Like, are you kidding me? That'll be the biggest news ever. Beautiful. Um, any uh, anything else that we've got going on here? Don't. No. No. All right, David. Let us t- let me take it away. Thank you guys so much for listening to us be very angry at Fringe and celebrate the things that have occurred in our life since the last time we recorded. Because that is what this podcast is now. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed it, feel free to give us a like or a five-star review on your podcasting service of choice. We only accept five-star reviews. That's not true. We'll even accept lower <laughs> ranking stars. Just someone someone notice us, please. Someone do something to acknowledge our existence. <laughs> if you don't acknowledge us, you might as well not exist at all. Uh, truly we can only exist through observation um anyways if a podcast if a podcast gets released on the internet and no one listens was there ever really a podcast (laughs) i mean better they were paying hosting fees (laughs) yeah according to podbean yes (laughs) so yeah check us out on those podcasting services be it spotify itunes uh amazon alexa or whatever other service you use. Um, if you want to reach out to us and help acknowledge our existence, you can tweet at us at Forsaf, that's F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F, or shoot us an email at Forsaf at gmail.com, spelled the same way. Thank you guys so much for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.